Veyron, the Lord of Shadow, wielding the Realmbreaker, brought our party straight into the center of Menzo Berenzin, the city of the Drow, and the place where Loth derives most of her power. Standing in front of Narbundel, a massive obsidian tower in the center of the city, Veyron executed the second part of his plan. He brought his army of the redeemed to the drow city, consisting of many familiar faces that have aligned with Veyron to get rid of the Lady of Spiders once and for all. With brief nods and salutes to the group that had helped them recently and long in the past, the various squads rushed off to the great houses to keep them distracted and to destroy them if they could. Special orders were given to the group assaulting House Fangrel, as Nixon Thrym wanted Rain and the Matron Fangrel alive. While Veyron channeled the immense energies needed to strip Loth of her, Im her immortality, a large army of drow, casters, and driders advanced upon Narbendel from the west. As the army closed ranks, a disturbance was heard from the rear. The army was seen turning towards the clatter as they began to fight with an unknown force. Suddenly, a group of cuddybots jumped over the front line and fought them to keep them at bay. The original, Cuddy 1.0, appeared and greeted his old allies. A squad of enemies broke through the Cuddy line, and a fierce battle took place. Clearly, Cuddy's journey had led him to some sort of understanding about himself, as he exhibited many amazing new abilities. Decimating the enemy forces, the party heard the Realmbreaker give off a high-pitched whine. Its powers reached what seemed like its full capacity, Suddenly, a large portal appeared past Armandel, ripping the air open and leaving a white, webby mess in its wake. Lolth, in all of her beauty and disgustingness, sauntered out of the portal, along with two Yaklal. She laughed, cruelly, and stated it was no use. She had made it so that the Realmbreaker could never be used like that again. Immediately, with despair flooding into their hearts, everything stood eerily still. Not just in their heads, mind you. Everything was frozen in time. Our group could move their eyes, however. Lacutus appeared next to Cuddy, looked at him, and tisked. She clearly had one ace left up her sleeve, so to speak. Lacutus hovered over to the frozen goddess and pointed. There. She had one piece of the Realm Breaker hidden within her. Lacutus reached into her body and pulled out a tiny cube. He reappeared over to the Realm Breaker and placed the item inside. He quoted, You won't have much time after this, and I'm sure this is going to piss off my people, but you're so close. Let me see if I can't level the playing field in a, in a bit as well. Good luck, my friends. He said before resuming time and winking away. With a deafening whine and a bright rainbow-colored light, the Realm Breaker activated, leaving everyone blind and deaf for a few moments. When their senses came back to them, they were not in the same position they were before. It seems that Lacutus gave them one last favor, encasing them in a powerful bubble and launching the square straight into the air. Lacutus gave them an uninterrupted fight in an arena with the now mortal Loth. The fight began with Lacutus looking on from the outside while Veyron was shouting at him. With brutal attacks, mind-altering magics, and deadly spells, the fight continued, and we left off as the battle was at a fever pitch, and we now will witness 
the conclusion of the matters of the gods. Hi, guys. He said the thing. I said the thing. <laughs> Why is there a big circle on my map? Uh, for later use. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm just like, you guys are like, yeah, why is there a big blank square on the map? Don't worry about it. I'm just doing something over there. Oh, and then God. we panic. OSHA. <laughs> OSHA. That's right, really the, on, the, yeah, the final boss was Loth. never the final boss was never Loth. Yeah. Let's yeah. make OSHA a few measurements Loth. of where my enemies are on the field. One one winged angel begins playing as we hear. <laughs> like, how Cuddy's, <laughs> like how Cuddy's not an enemy. No, of course he's not an enemy. He's friend. Not he's friend. yet. Oh, oh. <laughs> OSHA! It's, it's OSHA! The biggest OSHA ever! It's. <laughs> Bruh, I can't All even, right. like, zoom out far enough for The that. bubble must not be up to code. Nope. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no handrails on the edge, so. <laughs> Where the fuck's the handrails? The safety gear? The personal protective equipment? What are you doing? Clearly, I'm people just... are gonna step on the shards of Narbondel over there and fucking cut their feet open. I'm sorry, but Thrym is dealing with acid. He should be wearing safety goggles and appropriate gloves. <laughs> Actually, you do have to wear a face shield as well as an apron. Nope. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, okay. Pen penultimate battle. <laughs> no, this penultimate. is the ultimate battle. Penultimate. <laughs> What's after this, you bitch? We, we it's it's got to be ocean now. Check ocean. It's, it's got to be it, it's got to be like you know an, an unbeatable fight. You guys aren't winning against OSHA. Well, no one wins against OSHA. Ah, OSHA loses to OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we left off. I left off my notes. We somehow strategically ended it at the top of the round. Um, so rolling for layer action. Alright, so um, this is going to take me a little bit to get my brain wrapped into DM mode after the conversations we just had. Um, however, uh, suddenly you guys realize that the floors uh, kind of clear away. The, the weird black filament that was all over the floor seems to have dried up and evaporated. Um, as you realize that hap happens, you realize uh, Thrym, Key, and, and Nyx, to a certain extent, you're close enough to Lulp you see her chest cavity, like, rise up, and she gives out this massive scream that you can not only, like, audibly hear, but it seems to give you the biggest migraine. Uh, it reaches all the way across this platform, rumbling the bits of Narbondel that are caught in this bubble, as well as random debris on the ground, and I need all of my players to make a... DC 17 wisdom saving throw. As this brain... Everyone, as, within, as, everyone within 10 feet of me gets a plus 5. That's no one. That's fucking no one! Really? Is it no one? Bruh. Oh, natural, yeah. You got, natural you got 20. My first roll of the night, I rolled a natural 20. Hey! Okay, you're counting. Fucking right. Yeah, that's right, I am. Well, what oh, you yeah. Say? You say it was wisdom? Wisdom. Okay, I didn't pass. Uh, Twenty-one for next. Damn. Uh, twenty. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, if you succeeded, that is three points of psychic damage, 
And if you fail, that is six points of psychic damage. Don't forget your temporary if you still have them. That's right. It's three points of psychic? I'm sorry. Yep, if you succeeded. My overshield is cracked. Oh, no! Um, and uh, with that psychic scream, it moves over to Cax. All right. For reasons of Whisper's uh, stealth and invisibility, mm-hmm. is this spider in front of me uh, aware that I am... As far invisible? as you've been... Because I feel like when you go into, into your invisibility, you tend to pay attention to, like where creatures are looking and looking for signs that mm-hmm. they know of your existence. The only one who seems to have noticed was Lol. The okay, spiders cool. um, both seem to be focused on other people right now, and as far as you can tell, the one closest to you uh, doesn't seem to be aware of your existence. Okay. Uh, pack tactics firing two arrows at that guy. Yay. Um, that will be... A 29 and a 27 to hit. Yes, sir. And then... Yes, sir, yes, sir. Here's my wisdom to stay still. <laughs> um, I am no longer stealth. As I uh, drop that, so... Whoops. Oh, God, oh, I died. Oh, you fucking died, guys. Yeah, I just died. I didn't know that was the side effect of... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know... It's good that I asked if I had uh, pack tactics, because... Uh, not pack tactics, but invisibility, because it really made a difference there. Um, here comes piercing. Healing. Fuck, math. I was not right. mentally prepared for math. It's D&D. Yeah, fuck off. That doesn't matter. <laughs> should have seen this one coming, man. 31 points of damage. Mama... 31, you said? Cool. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That'll end my turn. Sure thing. Thrim. And if I recall correctly, the only thing on Lolf now that symbol is your... We put, I think, for keys... Um, your, your fucking mark there, right? Oh, of enmity. Yeah, yeah. So that's what yeah. it's called. My thing that gives me advantage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thrim's just gonna swing at Walt twice. Sure. <clears throat> Does he have advantage based on where I am? Uh, negatory. You would need to be in this spot right here. Okay. Alright, I just wanted to check because I know it was very crowded. She couldn't technically move anywhere. Uh, 21 and a 24. Those both will hit, my friend. That is going to be 16 points of bludgeoning and two lightning for the first. Okay. And then 17 points of bludgeoning and four lightning for the second. Oh, it couldn't have been a fucking nice even 20, huh? You jerk. I know, right? Okay. And yeah, that'll end Thrim's turn. Sure. All right, bear with me on this one. You see her thrim as you wail into her. She kind of, t- like, as you kind of hit, like, the side of her body, she's, like, staring daggers at Nyx. Um, you see, as you begin to hit her, she doesn't even, like, she takes the hit, but she slowly brings all four of her, like, arms into the air 
And finally she looks up and says, Jogao, lend me your strength. She slashes the air with her scimitars and it seems to rip open a red circle above her. And from that red circle, from the top of it, pouring out above all of you is this giant gout of flame that blankets the top of this dome, covers it, and begins to shower down upon you. And, uh... Um, Nyx, Nyx might know what I'm casting here. Uh, she is casting Firestorm. Um, so I need to... 10... Air of the Storm consists up to 10 10-foot cubes, which you can arrange as you wish. Each cube must have at least one face adjacent to the face of another cube. So I'm going to do my little freehand thing. So I looked up for what you do with a cube inside of a grid, and it's like freehand, yeah, I'll just do that, is literally like right here. So it hits all four in that circle. That's what I was looking up while we were fucking around earlier. Um, so the first one is going to hit here. The second here. Third is here. Fourth is here. Uh, fifth. No, I'm sorry. That one is no go. No bueno. Too scared to hit me. I see. Ah, that's that's it, lol. Oh wait, no, she can't do that one. That's out of the bubble. You know, fuck it. Right here. That's. These things are fucking hard, dude. Oh, she hitting herself. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and. Eight. So she's going to hit eight squares as this torrential fire from the elemental plane of fire begins to rain down upon all of you. Um, I need you all to make a dexterity saving throw. And I would have seen this happening, right? Yes. Yeah, I get advantage. 30-20, let's go! I passed the dex throw against all odds. 21. 21, okay. 19. 19. 22. 22. And I'm sorry, Cax, what'd you get again? 14. I was 14. looking when I get Uncanny Dodge, and it's not until 5th level. Alright, so I believe the only one who fails that is Cax. Uh... Cuddy, Key, Thrym, and Nyx, you take 25 points of fire damage. Cax, you take 50 points of fire damage. Uh-huh. That motherfucker is 7d10 fire damage on a failed save. Well, I have evasion. So Fuck no damage. You. So no damage to you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I have non-evasive, so I take damage. <laughs> uh... Cax, what is your status? Alive. Okay. <laughs> Not um, down. And she 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 then has to like slash her scimitars again to close 
the red portal above her and prevent her from uh, flooding this entire thing. Uh, you know what? Okay, she succeeds her saving through two because she does take damage from that as well. If she's all in fucking collateral damage mode. Um, Alright, that's adjusted now for... Um, and she stops her spellcasting uh, and is going to stay right where she is. That brings it over to Kiki. Um, I am going to roll the bonk her. You're not going to say it's Morbin time? <laughs> it's not yet. <laughs> no, technically, with my necrotic shroud, I could... You could I could morph. definitely morb all over her. But uh, 26 to hit the first one. Yes, sir. Ooh, how's an 11 do on the second? 11, no good. Yeah, nothing like rolling a 2 and a 1. <laughs> Alrighty. Either way, I need far more D8s. Because I'm hitting her with Divine Smite at 4th level. Fourth level. Yes. Hey. Her first level. Three. Her second. Four. Five. Alright. So I am literally doing the max amount of divine sense it'll let me. Nice. Divine smite it'll let me. Alright. So that's. Um, three plus three is six. Plus, so that's twelve slashing. Okay. And twenty-one uh, radiant damage. All right. Twelve slashing, twenty-one radiant. Not a bad roll. Not a I'll bad roll that. at all. Sweet. And the uh, bonus action. I think that'll be my turn. Sure. Um, Loth will use one of her legendary actions to um, essentially attack you in retaliation for that. Um, yeah, and in the single digits, that's not going to do jack shit. All right. Uh, Cuddy, you are up, my friend. All right. Uh, beginning of the turn, I think we're, we get the bonus or the uh, temporary health thingy. So... 11 temporary health for all of you. You're all within range. Just nice. I am going to hop back. And then uh, I, I'm going to open my chest and you can see my glowing core. <laughs> uh, and it's going to get brighter and I'm going to tell everybody not uh, let up. We can do this. And I'll use. Uh, what? Where is? Oh, it's too long. I can't read the whole thing. Blessing of the Lunar Lady. Uh, so everybody, I mean, you're all within range. Uh, you're healed for 55 HP. 55. 55. Imagine having a rogue like a. <laughs> I don't even have to do the math. My max HP is so fucking low that just puts me at full. So yeah, I am uh, not at full. I'll uh, I'll tell you all not to let up, and then 
this big like light pulse will come from my core uh, and then I'll fall to my knees for the duration of the, the round. Um, <clears throat> go ahead, sorry. And that's the end of my turn. Cool. So during that, you all feel, um, and Keith, Thrym, Nix, and, and Cax, you almost get like this, like, sense of warmth rise in you. And you're not entirely sure what it means, but my three other people who have access to magic you feel as if something is like putting a warm hand on your shoulder and pulsing into you um, that you can only feel the only thing that comes to mind is that this is some sort of like divine intervention from somewhere else. Nyx. Okay. Yeah. Um... So Nyx is going to open a storm sphere. So that's what that's for. Yeah, that's what that's for. You you couldn't guess. So yeah, Nyx. I, I uh, totally didn't guess that. Nyx feeling much more healed. <laughs> um, is going to raise his sword up, and storm clouds will start forming at the tip of the sword. Fire off past Loth and a giant sphere of clouds and wind and debris is just going to open up engulfing Loth and her two spider subs and all three of them need to make strength saving throws alright Yaqual start top to bottom first um strength saving throw you say yes I got a 21 and a 14 14 will fail okay and Loth got a 16, however. Ooh, meets yeah. it, beats she it. Has a, she has a high strength mod. That's fine. So uh, the Yaklal that failed will be taking 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, that's the one on the bottom there. Okay. The area is now considered difficult terrain. They all have disadvantage on perception checks relying on hearing. And as a bonus action, I am going to release a lightning bolt from the center of the storm onto Loth. Sure. For which she is in the storm. I have advantage on the roll. Thank God for advantage. A 28 to hit. Yes, sir. Dealing 4d6 lightning damage. Oh, interesting. For 18 points of lightning damage directly onto Loth. Uh, and in casting this, Bane is dropped. So the one Yawclaw that had Bane on it, yep. it no longer has Bane. Cool. Alright. And that will end Nyx's turn as he kind of likes his little corner on the field. Sure. Uh, at the end of your turn, Nyx, uh, as a legendary action, Loth is going to like reach out and extend her arm out and take a slash at you with a scimitar. Good luck. Uh, that'll be 24 to hit. One moment. Ah, fuck. Yeah, that hits. Okay. That is 16 points of slashing damage. Alright. Uh, since it is technically... Uh, give me a second to do math. All right, uh, I am going to raise my non-sword-wielding hand, 
point my finger at her and release my ring of vindictive tendencies. God, that thing is still around. That thing is still around, <laughs> motherfucker. <clears throat> so I'm releasing hellish rebuke on her. She needs to make a dex save. Dex save. And dear God, if I can ever remember the damage output on this. <laughs> what level is it? That is a 10 on the deck save. 10 is a failure. What level's the uh, hellish? It only, it's first level. It's, built it's first, first level. level. 10, I think. Okay, yeah. so ten points of fire damage to the spider bitch. Hey. Hey, be nice. No. This is a friendly game. No. <laughs> and as as she slashes out at you, and you you brace the impact, just kind of penetrates your defenses. You instantly raise up, and you see like a line of fire crawl down the scimitar across her arm and engulf her body for a second before dissipating. Hell yeah. She, like, screams out in pain. Um, Concentration? Yeah, does she have any concentration spells up? Uh, She does not, no. Is is Firestorm a one-off? Fire, yeah. Yeah, Firestorm's a one-off, I believe. Let me take a look. Yep. Instantaneous duration. For some reason, I thought it was concentration. My bad. Yeah, I thought oh, it God, was a... you guys would be hosed if that was the case. I, yeah, yeah, I, I thought I, it was I thought like it was. a. <laughs> I thought it was a hyper-powered flame wall. I, I couldn't quite remember the spell. Yeah. Um. All right, the Yaklals are going to continue their assault. This is just really just a big fucking slugfest. Um. The one over near Thrym is going to make two bitey bite attacks. Would be a thirteen and a twelve. Those will both miss. Aw oh, man. And Cax, you said your invisibility is is off. Yeah, it's down. Okay, so it um, feels the the pain coming from its uh, right hand side. Comes out of the storm sphere to see you kind of like huddled down in like you're bracing to. Uh, throw off another attack, it runs up to you. Uh, the first one, single digits, that is not hitting, and then I got a dirty 20 on the hit of the next one. Yep. Alright, it is uh, five points of bludgeoning damage on the bite, and then you feel a pulse of, like, nastiness go through, and that is 18 points of poison damage. And... That's it. Brings it to the top of the round. Uh, there's a... Yeah. There's a thing that I have been apparently overlooking because I mistyped the spell in my spell list. Any creature that also ends its turn in the Storm Sphere must make that strength saving throw again. Really? Yeah. Apparently when I added it to my list, uh, the part about it ending its turn didn't wasn't in there, so I just looked it up in the compendium. When the sphere appears, or a creature that ends its turn there. Ah, must save on the strength saving throw. Yes, and oh, I did okay, do cool. my con- I, d- I did my con check for the uh, concentration after she attacked me, and I saved. So, okay, it's still up. All right. Um. All right. So the people that are in, so that one Yakla with the strength saving throw, 
uh, eight. So that's a big old f -f failure. And Loth got a. Loth hasn't ended her turn yet. She used a legendary action. She hasn't taken her turn since it's appeared. So it's just. Oh the yeah, it was Loth, and then you had your turn after. Okay, cool. All yes. right, so the uh, Yakul at the top uh, failed. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ouchie, ouchie. Cool. All right. And the legendary, or I'm sorry, the layer action for this turn is the uh, the disgusting black filament comes back, causing you all to be under difficult terrain. Uh, Cax, your go with a big old fucking Yaklal you've fought in the past. What size down is your this neck. creature considered? It is considered a large. Just a large, yes. Man. If only I wasn't considered small, I can move through him. I'm going to use my bonus action dash to go 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 to here. Because you can move through enemies that are two sizes or larger larger than you. And I'm considered small. So, so you can move through and you did dash, which... Yep, bonus is action the one dash. that doesn't trigger attack of opportunity? Um, you had to disengage. Yeah, no, I'm using it to get here, so I will take an attack of opportunity. Sure. Just to get out of that fucking corner. Mm -hmm. Alright, one attack that is uh, 18 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. That is 7 points of bludgeoning and 10 points of poison. Okay, and then I'm going to fire off how is it looking? Is it looking totally fine? Uh, that one? No, it looks like it's uh, bleeding out black, viscous blood as it hits the ground. It like seems to like fizzle out with uh, it's all of its volatility. This thing, you fought Lenara with this before, and this, this one looks like it's getting close to being defeated based off okay. of its movements and what you've experienced. I'm going to take the... I'm going to hold action uh, cause being or the trigger being as soon as this Yaklal moves uh, moves within five feet of an ally, I'm going to attack it with sure. two shots from my bow and that'll end my turn. Okay. So I'm holding action attack. Okay. Grim. Sorry, I was <laughs> for a little too long. All right. Grim. Thrim gonna do. What's the Thrim doing? Uh, Thrim's gonna attack the giant spider near him. So the Yaklaw. Sure. Gonna hit that one twice. Uh, 19. 19 hits. And crit. Crit doesn't hit, sorry. Ah, I hate that. Fucking, that's shit when that happens. Uh, so that's 14 points of bludgeoning and 3 points of lightning for the first, and then 35, wait, hold on, alright, 25 points of bludgeoning, okay, and 8 points of lightning, nice, and yeah, that'll be Thrym's turn, okay, um, Seeing you kind of at the end of your turn, uh, Loth's going to take a legendary action to attack you, Thrym. Kind of seeing 
what she's perceiving to be an opening to hit you, and it's a natural one, so that doesn't go through. Does she um, chop off one of her own limbs? I wish, um, <laughs> but with with uh, deities, that, that tends not to happen. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, with the sheer amount of natural ones that we got in this campaign, guys, like there'd be some horrible shit happening if we played by those rules. You'd all be in this fight with, like, missing fingers and limbs and shit. Alright, um... And swords by one finger, like, come at me. <laughs> Alright, um... She, uh, begins to kind of flip the scimitars around, and immediately, in lightning fast, she begins to, like, just whip them around, and she'll do one attack against the rim. Uh, actually... One attacks against one attacks against Thrym, one on Nyx, one on Key, and one on Cax. So all four y'all motherfuckers. Thrym's. Gotta keep moving this thing over. A twenty-four. Nope. Ah. Yeah. What do I what do I take for damage? Uh, seventeen points of slashing. Moving down the list, Nyx for a twenty-one. She destroys a mirror image. Roll that beautiful percentage there. That's I did. I rolled over 11. She destroys the first mirror image. Very nice. You feel this like immense, like the air being displaced near you as this massive, like eight foot long scimitar just cracks into the ground and like rips up a giant chunk of the square. Uh, he... Uh, she got a natural 20. Yeah, of course she did. Of course she did. Um, that is 30 points of slashing damage. And, we can debate that, but okay. <laughs> and Cax is a 23. She didn't crit me too. Uh, 14 points of slashing. If she crit, I'd be dead. <laughs> And that uh, will complete her turn. Key. If it completed her turn, she needs to repeat her strength saving throw. Oh, thank you. Uh, 12. Single digits. Failure. She takes nine points of bludgeoning damage. Sure thing. Cool. Uh, Xander, how's Cax looking? Is he... Like, looking rather injured. You've seen Cax look worse than this, but not by much. Well, in that case, instead of rolling to bonk, I'll use my turn for a Cure Wounds at third level. So that's 1d8, 2d8, 3d8. Oh, what a fucking god-awful shit-licking roll. Um, that's 14 points of healing. After you, you use your, your wounds on Cax, he looks way better suddenly than he did before, but he still looks like shit. Yeah, nothing like rolling two ones and a seven. Ouch. Yeah. And is there anything I can do with a bonus action? Anything at all. Anything useful. Doesn't look like it. Hunter's Mark? 
I do have... I do have Hunter's Mark, but... I don't think I'm gonna use it. Um... Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's my turn. Okay. Some shitty healing and a waste of a third level spell. Okay. Um... At the end of your turn, key, uh, legendary action attack on Thrym, uh, 12. No. No. Uh, that brings it over to our boy, Cuddy. Okay, so, um, Cuddy's chest is, like, still open, and you can still see the core that's dimmed a fair bit since the last turn. Um, I should probably give everyone their temporary hit points first, though, right? Yeah. Uh, 17. Hey! Ooh. That's a good uh, roll. Rolled a 7 and an 8 on my D d8s. That, that's only 15. Yeah, I get add charisma to it. Oh, cool. Because he's such a charismatic guy. I'm such a nice guy. He's such a good guy. Um, so yeah, my my uh, my core is still still exposed, but um, dimmed. But it's drawing in some magical energy as I'm still on my knee. And then I will use charging blast, which will have me go from here to this one to her all the way down to here. Um, so it happens in like an instant. It's just like a quick flash uh, and you'll see like a, a light as I travel between the creatures. Uh, kind of weak looking damage here. 23 and they have to make a con save of 16. Okay. For half. Alright, we'll do it in order of the hay hose that you did it in. So we got that was a con save you said? Yep. Alright, that is a the Yuckle at the top got a 21. Lolf got a 12. And the Yuckle on the bottom got a, an 18. So Lolf fails, the other one's so 23 for her and 11 for the other two. 23, okay. So, Cax, you staring at that spider suddenly see that, like, Cuddy in an instant, like, just kind of disappears into thin air. Uh, Thrym, with this, like, crackle of energy, you feel... Um, almost like when, you know, you're, you got like static electricity on you and you, you, you look over and see Cuddy glowing blue and with his short, it was long, what was it? Short sword? Short sword. Short sword. You just see him like holding it with two hands, like blasting through the first one, cutting through Lolf and then zipping across over and then Cax, you suddenly see Cuddy reappear about five feet away from you. And you just see a bunch of black blood, like spurt, 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 from all three targets. Is the Yalkal next to him dead? Uh, the Yalkal is having a very, 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 very hard time standing. All right, conditions are met for my attacks. That's because right. Because he's within five feet, so I'm firing two. Or I'm firing two arrows at it. Okay. 
with pack tactics, granting me advantage. Uh, first one is a 17. That meets the AC. And the second one is a natural 20, meaning 32. What's the minimum damage you can do? Um, minimum damage I can do on a crit would be uh, 9 from the bow and then 4d6 from sneak attack. So okay. that would be 13. All right, yeah. And don't then even... another 8 damage. I mean, you can calculate it if you want to, but that motherfucker's dead. I kind of want to, but we'll yeah, just fucking go off. for it. Absolutely, okay. no, dude. Cool. Roll your crit dice. Let's Absolutely. see this shit. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll do. Let's see how much overkill we get on this. Non-crit first. That actually is a cock d6. You fucking would have thought. Okay, so that's eleven there, and then wow, such good damage off of that shot. It crits. The crit dealt less damage than the non-crit for the oh, arrow no. itself. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is this is embarrassingly low crit damage. Uh, that's fucking 28 points of damage. Okay. Not the worst, but no, that's just embarrassingly low. <laughs> Dude, that's I've been that's I've been dealing 40s non-crit. <laughs> so you uh, you t- you see the spot that Cuddy had like blasted through uh, this yapal in front of you. So you just aim both your arrows and get it inside the wound that had just opened up, and you actually see one of the arrows like drooping off the other side and then clattering to the floor as the yaklal begins to melt into this. Uh, the spider form reverts back into this like tall spindly candle form with the one eye. The eyeball like falls out, squishes on the ground, and then this yellow goo just begins to melt all over the ground. Hot. Fucking smoking hot. Tax is gonna keep that in his mind for later. Alright, so that brings it to <laughs> brings it to next. Right, Nyx is going to step down one step, and he is going to bring his sword down, gathering the shadows around him. See Osha creeping in over the corner of his shoulder. (laughs) What the hell, man? I'm going to gather the shadows around him and then drive Shadowfell into the ground. You will see the shadows creep over underneath Lolth and the remaining Yaklal, and they will both need to make dexterity saving throws as he releases a flame strike from underneath them. Ooh, mama. Alright, we'll do Lolth first. And you said dex? Dex. That is 18 for Lolth. And... Yaklal Dex is 18 for the Yaklal as well. Alright, so they both succeeded. They will be taking half damage. They will be taking... Hold on, let me do some math real quick. Ew, math! Six points of fire damage. And seven points of radiant damage. 
because they both succeeded. And as a bonus action, I am going to release another lightning bolt from the center of the storm onto Lolth. Sure. She remains in the storm, so I have advantage for a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Okay. Four D stones lightning, dealing 13 points of lightning damage to Lolth. Okie doke. Um, as I like to imagine, as you execute Flame Strike, um, the flames burst up, and right as the flames begin to engulf Lolth, is when your Lightning Strike also be- decides to hit. So it's like a double whammy of elemental damage. Oh, yeah. um, and you realize, uh, Thrym, right in front of you, you see the Yawklaw behind burst into flames. And then it's a repeat of what happened down below, where it reverts back into its normal form and then perishes. But this time with the goo melting, it kind of like has like this like oil spill kind of flame to it. And it's not dissipating at all. It seems to be very flammable. Oh. Um, that will end Nyx's turn. Fucking sweet. Alright, we can get rid of the uh, little yak walls. Brings it to the top of the round. And that issues out. Lolth bellows out another psychic scream. So I need all of you guys to make wisdom saving throws. Fail. Okay. 18. 16. Fail. Okay. What's the what's the DC? Uh, DC on that is seventeen. Ah, oh, piss in the bucket. <laughs> Throw it on someone. Robin, add it. one. What'd you get, Gax? Robin can go ahead and add one. I got tw- uh, nat twenty plus one from my wisdom, and then five from key, so twenty-six. Damn. All right. Anyone fails takes four points of psychic damage, and if you succeeded, you only take two. Well, I might as well have just saved the natural 20 then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that uh, little... That key, did you add your damage. own saving throw bonus? Yeah, I did. Oh. Um, see, I didn't. To... That would have pushed me to a 23. So I rolled yeah. 17, plus 1, plus 5. I have a plus 5 base for my wisdom for saving throw, so I have a plus 10 to them, and I still fucked it up. Oof. You want me to loan you some wisdom points? A small loan of three wisdom saving throws. <laughs> nah, because that means Why I'm a little wiser. Creeping in? I, I don't. I don't like knowing what I'm doing. Um, Why is Osha creeping in? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, you took damage with the psychic scream. You gotta make your oh, throw for the. I do. I remember this time. Natural twenty. Hey, jot it down, baby. All right, Cax, the uh, filaments disappear all over the floor, which means you guys have full range of movement. Hooray! I'd say for the sake of these, I'll just get rid of our little little cuties. I kind of want to. I kind of want to step around Key and take a shot at Osha. <laughs> AC is in- infinity. Right, Has I'm all its PPE on. Taking two shots. <laughs> Which is technically a lawful good balance. It, it's got it's got to fail on its deck saving throws not to slip downstairs. Um, that'll be a dirty twenty and a twenty-eight for lol. Those both hit. Okay. Slightly better. 
That'll be 22 points of damage. Ooh. Okay. Um, and then as my bonus action, I'm going to use Second Wind. Not bad. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Cax, at the end of your turn, just going to use Legendary Action to attack you for a grand total of nine. Nine damage or nine to hit? Nine to hit. Okay. Yeah, that probably won't hit. My AC is higher than that. She looks like looks over at you, dealing, pardon me, that damage, and with these like hateful, staring eyes, tries to slash at you. Uh, but you're realizing that these movements are very sluggish and slow, and you realize as she's doing it, she's like shouting, um, just kind of out, and it's hard to hear because of the storm sphere nearby. But you all can hear her say, like, this is not the end. You will not succeed. And she slashes and just misses horribly. Is blowing a kiss of reaction? It sure is. Okay, I end my turn. <laughs> Thrim. All right. So Thrim is going to move 10 feet to there. And that should give me advantage on the attack for flanking, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, 29 and a 25. 29 and 25, yeah. Oh, and a 29 and a 25? <laughs> like you're displeased? I wanted an yeah. extra 20, okay? <laughs> uh, that's going to be... 18 bludgeoning and 4 lightning for the first. Okay. I throw a dice out of the tray because I'm an idiot. And then, ooh, max. Uh, 19 bludgeoning and four lightning for the second. And then Thrym is going to blink over to here using his bonus action to teleport 30 feet because of his wild magic. Nice. And that will end Thrym's turn. All right. Um... Thrym, as you landed those hits, you realize you kind of like hit her like kind of where the her torso meets up with the spider body, trying to just kind of get into those spots that are kind of hard for her to defend against. As those two hammer uh, as those two hammer blows kick in, as I put the freaking music back on, as those hit, um, you realize that there seems to be almost this like red light like kind of peeks out from beneath the skin as you teleport away and you're not sure if it was a trick of your mind or if it's like something like you, looks real at the end of your turn Thrym she legendary action to hit you with a natural two so that misses um, and yet again she she expects to see you there and as she goes to attack you you blink away and she uses another arm to just very weakly begin to try to slash. Veyron will not succeed! I will be back, and I will take my revenge out on all of you! And you! And she stares you down, Nyx. All four of her attack against you. Okay. 
as she just tries to boom, boom, boom. Um, where's my fucking information? One of them's a 12, one of them's a 13, one of them is a 17, and a dirty 20. Uh, shoulder pat on the guardian of okay. the guardian for the dirty 20, so she rolls with disadvantage for that one. Alright, rolling that again. Uh, natural 2. So... So... And, and then your... What's your AC again, Nick? My AC at the moment is 16. 16, okay, so and one of the hits. Pull one hits. One hits it. Hold on. Yeah, I was just thinking the mirror image. She destroys a mirror image. Holy shit. That would have... So... 16, oh wait, I'm sorry, uh, 21 points of slashing damage come down as you kind of juke left and right, and you see Thrym, like, take his hammer and throw it in there to try to, like, knock one of them off target, and finally the last one comes down, and you will your mirror image to step in front as it kind of takes the impact of it, as you're able to step backwards up against the barrier behind you, and you feel almost like a static burn on your back of your clothing as you're touching the barrier, uh, holding this arena into the air. Um, key, you're up. Uh, at the end of her turn, she needs to make a oh. strength saving throw. Thank you, thank you. Oh, and one hit hit you, so you'll need to... One hit of what? Uh, her attack. So you're... Oh concentration. The mirror image took it. Oh, I'm sorry, mirror image. I didn't uh, take damage. Fuck you. Mm. Uh, that is a 16. 16 success. Okay. It's a pizza. Also, she takes no lightning damage or she succeeds? It's, it's bludgeoning damage, and if you succeed, you take nothing. Oh, okay. Alright, brings it to key. As you see, and you can tell, like, she's beginning to lose momentum as this flurry of attacks threatens to just extinguish Nyx's life, and somehow he ends up uh, surviving by the skin of his teeth. Alright, I will keep attacking, see if I can break her. Sure. 26 on my okay. first swing. Two nat 20s! Oh. Bullshit! <laughs> Those are loaded dice, aren't they? Even though that was with advantage, I'm counting both. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely sicko mode. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm bringing it back. Okay, so first one is just a normal swing, so that would be two d four plus. Good. I'm getting the low rolls out now. Two d four plus six, so that's nine slashing, and I'm going to use one charge of. Bardic Inspiration to add uh, 3d6 of Psychic Damage. So that's 9 Slashing and 8 Psychic. Damn, okay. And for, and for my crit, I will do another 4th level Divine Smite. So that is... 6 times 2 is 12 plus 6 is 18 Slashing. Okay. And uh, well, 20, 26 times two is fifty-two. So that's eighteen slashing and fifty-two uh, 
radiant Holy combat attack. Holy shit. Awesome. Along with, uh, what was the last one? Eight psychic and nine slashing. That's some fucking damage. That's a lot of damage! Just a small nuke dropped on her. <laughs> I'll say. Uh, you... And for Ooh. my bonus action... Ooh, it's a bonus action. Um... Is... Oh, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Um... I'll use... Healing Word on Nyx. At a... Just at first level. Just for a smidge of health. I'm gonna say right now, Nyx does not look that bad. Oh, uh, who looks who looks worse out of everyone? Nyx, Cax, Thrym. Nyx is almost at full and is still sitting on temp. I think Cax is still. Yeah, Thrym's pretty much full. Cax looks the worst. How does Cuddy look? Whoever looks the worst, I'm giving this. To him. <laughs> <laughs> it's Max too. A scale of thumbs down to thumbs up. <laughs> Cax is Cax is bloodied and bruised, but he's he looks fine. I I'm somebody's about, getting nine points of healing. Who I'm at about half health. It would be Cax. All right, give it Cax, take give, nine it, give it to Wall. Wall looks the worst. <laughs> he needs it after that small like, bomb. I'm sorry, Wall. I'm, I'm yeah, let me back to you, baby. Up for you. <laughs> Just absolutely. Boom, boom, slasher, and then be like, hey, I feel bad for you now. That'd be some serious big dick energy right there. Alright, so that is my turn. Alright, so... Kind of went crazy. As you're... you're, Essentially, you take Swisher and just wield it like a motherfucker uh you seem to aim for like her like torso midsection area and you carve these nasty like like diagonal slashes like up and then the the crit goes right down the center so right down it looks like one of those like fucking like bisection marks on like corpses as it just uh an energy begins to bleed out and thrim your eyes were deceiving you before now a massive gout of red light is pouring out, and you can't see anything on the inside except a blinding bright red light that the further it goes out, it gets darker. Um, it doesn't look like there are wounds, like uh, like blood or any sort of internal thing happening here. It just seems to be pure energy is beginning to leak out, uh, bathing you and Nyx in this eerie uh, kind of makes your stomach unsettling light. Um... Key at the end of your turn, Lolf begins to shift form and turns herself into a humanoid woman wearing a black spiderweb dress. You notice at the bottom, the dress completely covers her feet. The red energy on her side and in the front is still pouring out energy. However, the dress on the bottom, it seems like small, itty-bitty spiders are, like, crawling out from underneath her dress in all directions, just ever so slowly, like, a couple inches per round, just spreading out. Like, they don't, like, they just look like they're getting the fuck out of Dodge. Um, and sort of like a wounded animal, she's looking at all of you, including uh, Osha behind your back there, Thrym, as 
Uh, she immediately stops, closes her eyes, and breathes in. And as that happens, the red flares up. Um, that brings it to Cuddy. How dare she hide her feet? How dare she? All right. Um, okay, so Cuddy's going to dash across the field and use a booming blade. Uh, 29, I'm assuming it's. Boom! Yeah, that is. For 37 damage. 37 damage, okay. Uh, and then we'll continue to move. And then, oh, well, sorry. I should say uh, 10 of that was was electric, and then the other 26 was piercing. Sure. So and I'll make it all the way over here, uh, and then throw a sharpshooter dagger. 19? 19 meets the AC. Hell yeah. 3 plus 16, 19 piercing damage. 19 piercing. Uh, will that be the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. Sorry, I'm just doing the mathematics over here. Uh, so something interesting happens, Cuddy. Your dagger flies through the air, and with with the precision of someone who's spent all of their lives around throwing daggers and the expertise you have, it goes right into her neck, sticks out the other side, red glowing energy, and the dagger doesn't come back to you. At the end of your turn, Cuddy, Loth spends a legendary action to move. Dumb bitch! Dumb bitch! However, her legendary action, Loth moves up to her speed. This movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. It's not an opportunity attack. It's just a spell effect. Nope, yeah, nope. Aw, man. It's a fucking... I was going to give you, like, plus 20 to that. (laughs) Um, Nyx, at at the end of your turn... You realize that this form... Wait, so she doesn't take my booming blade damage? Oh, she... Oh, she... She moves, it's not an opportunity attack, it's a spell That's effect. indeed a spell attack. Yeah, fuck you. Do it. Uh... Da, da, 14, 19. 19? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So at the start of my turn, what happens? At the start of your turn... You feel this um, pull upon your hand, and you realize she's holding her hand out. And uh, Shadowfell, involuntarily against all of your strength, gets like almost yanked out of your grip, but then you realize it's not meant to be yanked out of her grip. And as she gets close enough to you, Shadowfell is aimed right at the center of her chest, and she grins at you. Just because I don't have my immortality doesn't mean I won't be coming back, Nix Van Grell. I'll see you soon. Your turn, Nix. So my sword is in my hand and pointed at her chest? Yep. She's in for a fuck of a time. <clears throat> so first thing that's going to happen 
is that the sword is going to light up and fire a lightning bolt through her chest. Okay. So she needs to make a dex save. Uh, dex save uh, 23. She succeeds taking half damage. Taking 15 points of lightning damage. Still pretty good. And then from her backside, the storm is going to release a lightning bolt as well. Okay. And the way I imagine this is that as as as, thun, as Shadowfell is igniting and sending a lightning bolt through her, a second one is coming from behind her, and they're connecting like. in the center of her chest. <laughs> Bear's repeating. Duck bitch. <laughs> so that is a thirteen. However, I am going to use my favorite by the gods to increase that by 2d4. Oh my god, we remembered it. For a 19 to hit. 19 is the AC. Holy shit, that worked out. <laughs> so you a... look you look over as you begin to cast this and see Veyron on the other side of that bubble, and he is legit trying to punch Lacutus, pointing at you guys inside. And as you see the punches hit against Veyron, they're not even like impacting Lacutus at all. Suddenly, like looking back over at you, you get eye contact with Veyron as you get almost this like surge of what would be insight on what exactly this move would do if you hit it right on the inside core of her body. I like the way you worded that. You're being favored by Bayron. Yeah. So get this, I rolled a 3 on the d20. I have a plus 10 to hit, that gave me 13. Favored by the gods, I rolled a 4 and a 2, that gave me 6. 13 and 6 is 19. My favorite by the gods <laughs> just Holy got Holy shit, that's awesome. Alright, so 4d6 extra lightning damage from the strike to her back. Dealing 15 points of lightning damage on top of that. Okay. So 30 points of lightning damage in total for this one. All round. right. And we're going to have lots to talk about, my boys, as uh, I guess for, for this scenario, we're going to we're gonna get rid of Osha. Hey, Nyx. Yes. How do you want to kill a goddess? So as I'm looking her in the eye, my sword pointed at her chest. Shadowfell, the, the arc of lightning within Shadowfell ignites, blasting a lightning bolt through her chest. It passes through into the center of the storm sphere behind her, doubles back, and comes back and hits her in, at the back, right in the spine. And you can see the lightning spiderweb through her body. And as this happens, I'm just going to slowly lean forward, closer to her, get right at her ear. You may come back. And if you do, I'll be here waiting. And then I will rip the sword back away from her, watching the bolts of lightning arc between the sword and her body. And I will let you describe how she falls. Excellent. So as the lightning pulses through, you you kind of like in your peripheral glance over 
and Veyron is banging with his, like, a shit-eating grin on his face, banging on this force field, looking ex- like he's gonna, like, lose his fucking brain's gonna pop out of his skull. And as you look back and do that with Loth, you feel the energy begin to rise. All of that red begins to, the spider webbing all over her body from the lightning seems to reflect all the red glowing out. So it looks like red spider webs are growing and growing and growing. And all of you, blinded by this red blast of light, all get thrown however many feet away if you are against a, from a wall. So Thrym gets knocked here. Cax here. Key here. Cuddy, you're kind of up against a wall. Nyx, you take the brunt of this explosion of light and energy. You're thrown up against the barrier once again. And as your vision clears, there's literally just dust on the ground. Left over. No, I shouldn't say dust. Ash from the heat and intensity of the lightning and whatever energy was inside of her. Lolf is no more. Uh, Thrym's going to walk over and pull out his last empty vial and put the ashes into it. Okay. Uh, Cuddy, (laughs) uh, you, you do see in within the ash, you see the familiar form of your dagger, and you will it to come back to you. I don't know if you guys saw, but as soon as you were like, and <laughs> how do you kill her? I lost my shit and dumped my dice over my head. <laughs> I took my notepad, threw it, took my dice tray, dumped it. And then I spent like two minutes picking up all my dice. <laughs> Worth it. Until you so, find out you missed a D4. No, I've got them all. <laughs> I, I thought about dumping my monster over my head and I was like, hmm, that's just going to be sticky. So as that happens, Thrym scoops up the ashes. Uh, You guys realize that the bubble itself disappears, and you begin to see that your platform is slowly sinking. As Veyron rushes in over to all of you and just stares at the spot on the ground where there are still a lot of different ashes, or a a large amount of them, like, scattered over. And he looks over at Euthrim. Do you have any more of those? Unfortunately, no. Hmm. I mean, we could just put it into the bag of holding. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, I'd, I would much rather like to have uh, something made out of them or something. That would be uh, rather interesting. Uh, here. And I toss him the empty vial that was a, once an invisibility potion. And he snatches it, and he, he scoops a little bit of it, and he just shrugs and, like, puts it on his belt. And he looks over at you, Cuddy. You're a much more curious than I thought you'd be. I take that as a compliment. He, he walks over, and he, he kind of, like, moves your clothing aside and seems to be assessing you. Hey, you're getting a little handsy, bud. My my apologies. Uh, so she chose you as her champion, did she? Am I not qualified? Oh, no. I'm more than happy to announce uh, I may try to poach you for a couple adventures or two. But anyway, my sincerest thanks, and he, like, offers a hand to you. Yeah, I'll shake it. There seems to be, like, as you, like, touch, like, 
this like bit of static electricity kind of like zaps between the two of you and you realize that um, by touching him you realize that the sheer immense amount of energy and like force that Veyron has as like a magical creature um, reminds you of uh, your uh, your patron and her like grand presence except this one's like double the strength of it and as as he begins to look around you guys are about halfway down and you all look about the city and realize that all of the great houses uh, seem to be burning up in smoke and bits of fire are peeking out from like doorways and awkward windows within um, as you get lowered you begin to hear cheering and down below you is what could only be described as the celebratory crowd as you not only see that there is a very healthy amount of the redeemed army remaining but there seem to be like house drow that have like ripped off their patches and have no weapons at all and they're grouped around the army as well uh cuddy you assess over you look at the cuddy bots you probably lost about 60% of your cuddy bots in the fighting with House Banra, but all you can see are your cuddy bots standing at attention, waiting for your next order with the corpses of maybe 700 soldiers at their feet. Legendary reaction on the party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look up as this thing comes down and you see Lacutus just waving to all of you, not saying a word. As the That guy looks like trouble. Yeah, he knocked out an innkeeper in his own kitchen at one point. <laughs> as the platform now gets to the bottom, uh the crowd it gives you space and you guys are now back at the bottom. You see all of the familiar faces have made it. However, a lot of them have some grievous wounds that look like they're being addressed by a couple of casters who seem to be trying to patch them up as well as people walking around with tourniquets and like regular like cloth bandages to try to stem bleeding. Um, you look over and uh, Clint of Tribor is just completely drenched in blood. And he looks like he's on top of the world. You see Veyron kind of go into the crowd and you see him like grabbing people by the shoulder and he hugs someone and he kind of gets wrapped up and everyone cheering his name. What do you guys do? I'm looking for rain. You do not see uh, Gromph, Ilganoth, or the Drow mercenaries around. You do, however, see that House Fangrel to the south is the 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 house itself is the most on fire out of all of the other great houses. Like this thing got hit fucking hard. Uh. 
Well, congratulations, friends. Enjoy this day. There's still work for me. And as I say that, all of the cuddy bots about face and they begin marching off. And I um, hop off and leave with them. Cuddy! What? Do you, you still have the dagger? My dagger? The this Archmage? One? Yeah. I told the Archmage I, to tell you I wanted it back. All right. Catch. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and catch this dagger. Sure. Uh, roll an attack roll and thrim. Uh, <laughs> do a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. 23? Five. Five. <laughs> Thrim, you catch it all right, but you, you end up catching it, like, right in your palm. Thank and you. <laughs> it just deals three points of piercing damage. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how I got it to begin with. <laughs> But that's how I got it from you. <laughs> I think it was stuck in my hand, though. Yeah, you like threw, threw my it. hand in a table. Yeah, and then I sunk it down. It's only fair. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you guys around. Don't cause too much trouble. I mean, is that really possible for us to not cause trouble? Just, Thrim, you're not supposed to respond. Just, I'm trying to have a cool moment here. Oh. Don't right. do this in front of our new friends, my new friends. Uh, as you kind of go through the crowd, Cuddy, uh, you do run into Veyron again, and he leans close to you, and he says, Tell the Lunar Lady I owe her one. Certainly. I hope to see you around sometime. If the pay's good. Well, after we ransack this place, ah, I think I'll have the funds to pay you. I'll look forward to it. Alright, take it easy. Don't, uh, don't get lost down here. I think I know my way around. I'm sure you do. And he walks away, going and reveling with all the other people of the army. Um, Nyx, are you, you're still on the lookout for what you were promised from Veyron earlier? Well, I mean, if they haven't been brought to us and we haven't seen Gromfor Ilganoth yet, um, in this moment, Nyx is not entirely focused on, uh, on Matron Fangrel. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, he's he's sheathed Shadowfell, and is just kind of standing next to, to Thrym, watching all of this, trying to absorb the reality of what just happened. Is he gonna look around for Lacutus? Uh you look back up in the sky where he was stationed, and he is, as far as you can see, he's no longer there. Uh, Key and Cax, what are you guys doing 
Uh-huh. You guys are still on that platform, except it's just been lowered to the ground. Uh, and you see this giant fucking, like, block party starting uh, <laughs> to the left of where, or to the right. Nah, to the left, where uh, essentially they're right next to the dead bodies of the Bonner soldiers. Uh, I'm gonna, like, trail Veyron around for a little bit before asking for permission to go help in medical tents and help heal people. Sure. And he, he points you over and it looks a little bit to the north, uh, just maybe a couple, like, a hundred yards away. There seem to be an area of people, and, and they're celebrating as well, but you can see that there's one guy, like, he, somehow he found, like, a tankard of ale, and he's trying to drink while this, like, caster is trying to, like, hold him still to, like, he looks like he has a burn on his arm, but he's still trying to drink, and she's trying to, like, heal that, and he's not quite doing so hot with that. You see, you do see, however, a few different random bodies of soldiers and things like that over there as well. Okay. So you head I'll, over and... Yeah, I'll be using general medicine knowledge and whatever healing and spells I got left to... Sure. ...help out the injured. Um, Cax, what are you doing? Cax is probably just, like, sitting on the ground, legs straight out in front of him and arms behind him. Like, just casually sitting on the ground, clicking his toes together. He's looking around at everybody, like, well, they all seem to be having a pretty good time. He's just gonna sit there on the, on the ground, <laughs> okay. kind of looking around. Just enjoying the moment while not participating in it at all. With, with everybody else kind of doing stuff, uh, Cax, you're the first one to notice that coming from the south, there's a road that leads up into this square, and there seems to be a single female drow walking. She's not holding a weapon, um, but just walking towards the square. Drow in the Underdark, you say? This is an uncommon occurrence. A female drow. Can yeah. I see Nyx? Uh, you do see Nyx, yes. I'm gonna run over to Nyx. And not, like, hide with Nyx. I don't wanna be approached <laughs> by anything in the Underdark. Alright, do you point it I'll, out to him, or just yeah, hide with like, him? I'll, I'll, like, kinda, like, grab on his cloak and be like, Nyx, there's a person just walking menacingly! <laughs> I will address the tiny alligator pulling at my thigh and look in the direction that he points. Uh, you look, and with a light heart, you notice it is Rylan Fengrel. And she sees you and begins to, like, go into a sprint towards you. Yeah, I'm gonna swipe Cax's hand off of my pants. Because <laughs> I assume he just kind of reached up and started tugging at my trousers to get my attention. <laughs> it sounds perfect, yeah. As soon as um, she started sprinting, I probably was reaching for like a dagger. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just I'm just gonna kind of push him aside, and I am going to bolt towards her. All right, and you look over um, as you're bolting, and you see Veyron stop and look at her as well, and you almost see like his jaw kind of like open, like like a little bit of like a gawking. Um, and suddenly, you all witness. Uh, Nyx have this very rare moment of like vulnerability as him and this essentially sorceress of House Fangrel uh, hug very tightly. 
Oh, yeah. I ran straight to her, slammed into her, the tightest grip you can see, and I'm going to drop to my knees holding her and sobbing. And she tears streaming down her face as well, and she just looks at you with this proud expression on her face and just shakes her head. You did it. You all, you all did it. Next between sobs is just going to be repeatedly saying I'm sorry and she she kneels down with you why are you sorry there's nothing to be sorry for I put I put you in so much danger I, I didn't know you were my mother and I did all of those things I, I didn't know what they would do to you and then I got to the surface and I found out that you were my mother and I just... I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to put you through all of that. Instead of hearing something from her, you hear from the side. She knew what she was getting into. And standing next to you, Veyron just is staring at Rylan. And you strangely see him hold a hand out to her. And she takes his... He leans over and kisses her on the cheek. Well, believe in destiny, fate, whatever have you. Nyx. I'm not good at this shit at all. I'm your father? I know it's, it's, it's it's really strange and you, and you see like this like loving smile come from Rylan as she looks at the both of you yeah I'm, I'm still on the ground but my jaw is open at this point you, like you see the remnants of tears on my face and whatnot but I'm just staring and I'm looking at Veyron I'm looking at Rylan I'm looking at Veyron I'm looking at Rylan and my jaw is just <laughs> open and, and I'm just going to straighten up I'm going to stand up Straighten out my cloak a little bit. <laughs> yep, that would explain a few things. Can, can Tax hear any of this where he's at? <laughs> Roll a perception check. Oh, those are my strong suit. I hear everything if I have to roll. <laughs> I'm waiting for the fucking single digit result now. So, so uh, where's Thrim? <laughs> right next to you. All I can hear is Thrim's like heart beating. Apparently, I rolled I rolled a twelve. Oh yeah! Now you see them all talking, and all of a sudden, there's like this like oh my god, what the fuck moment as like Veyron kisses this elf, and you see Nyx like on his knees, just in, like this very like vulnerable position, and then you're just like, is this happening right now? What the fuck is going on over there? Uh, just out of just out of curiosity, Thrim rolled an eighteen for perception. Get the fuck out of here, Thrim! You heard everything. <laughs> Thrim, I think I think Varen's like coming on to that lady I think he came somewhere else too What? <laughs> uh, I, I think he was the reason the stork showed up and brought Nyx They summoned a stork for Nyx? Yeah That's so cool yeah, I'm pretty sure Veyron's his dad. No way. 
Yeah. So this whole time, Nyx was like, we gotta go save Varen. When really, he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna tell him we gotta save my dad. That's wild. No, uh, Nyx just found out. He didn't know? Oh. No. <laughs> oh. Let's, let's wait for him to tell us then. This is embarrassing. Yeah, let's, let's, you, you wait for him to tell us. Okay. I'm not going to. I have, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This seems like a great way for me to feel magic again, and not in the fun way. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna stand over here, and I'm gonna take a couple steps away from you. I'm, I'm just gonna check to make sure you're not in a straight line behind me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna check you, but not in a straight line behind you. <laughs> Nix, you hear Veyron uh, turn his head for the first time away from Ryland's gaze and says to you, Grumph just reported in. They sent her here in advance. Ilganoth is helping us uh, bring over your end of the bargain. Thank you. Fog. No, I can't say it. Thank you, Farron. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't expect that out of you either. No, no, I'm not not using the F word. Not, not yet. <laughs> Listen, why don't we... Unless you have any objections. Uh, there. And he points over, and you begin to see the large uh, myconids belonging to Aramakos. And on, in each hand, they have what looks like a sponge. And as they walk, they're just lumbering, and they're beginning to walk into the square as it, they seem to be releasing, like, this yellow, like, almost like gas that easily dissipates once it releases from the sponge. Well, I suppose the army is going to have to hurry up and loot this place because it looks like Aramakos's end of the deal is beginning to happen as well. This place will be nothing but part of our fungal demigod very soon. Honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Me too. It'll be interesting what the world ends up doing with this god-awful dump underneath the planet. A lot of the redeemed say they would prefer to live on the surface. And you know what? It sounds like we have a pretty good starter town to start the process in. We'll need to spread the word there's still going to be some hesitancy with accepting drow on the surface. Well, my dear, and he holds his hand out, and yet again they, like, hold hands as he begins to open up these swirling purple portals, and all the revelers and the people with the stretchers all begin to walk into these purple portals, and Veyron waits... And before, and we essentially wait until the, like almost all of the army is out. You see a couple stragglers run into the square. They seem to be holding like pottery and random doodads and knickknacks, and just like run into the portals before they close. 
Um, and after a little while, all that's left is our party here, Rylan, and you, uh, and Veyron. Sorry. Cuddy and his Cuddy bots are long gone. Shall we retire to my realm once more? Once more. And I assume you all go into the portals. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so uh, Rylan and Veyron are the last ones to go through, and you guys are in the chamber that the Realm Breaker was assembled and like activated. And out from his pocket clatters the three orbs and the cube, and he just throws them on the floor. You guys actually don't sense any magic coming from them. They're essentially just kind of pretty-looking orbs and what looks like a Rubik's Cube. Jack's gonna run and pick up the cube. Okay. That is, uh... That's a nice Sylvaneer, don't you think? And then he's gonna drop the... Actually, he's also gonna keep the replica. Because he wants both. <laughs> Veyron sits down on the stairs in front of his throne, and Rylan walks up the stairs and sits on his wooden throne. And you, you just hear her whisper over, uh, don't you have anything more comfortable than this? And with that, uh, we are way late for our break. So we will take that now. And we are back. Cax had just put away the spent cube of the Realm Breaker, along with its duplicate in his pockets. As Bjorn just lays out on the floor, cuts and slashes all over him. It looks like he hasn't gotten medical attention, but you can tell him laying on the floor, it's a relax, it's like a relaxation technique, and you just hear him, like, sigh and relax on the floor. <laughs> it's a rather grisly thing over. If you down the hall, take a left, Nix. Uh, our end of the bargain is down there with Grom Fenilganoff. And he winks at you. Excuse me, mother. I have one more thing to take care of. And I shall walk down the hall. And uh, Thrym's right behind him. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you go down, and this is further than where you guys normally s sleep. And it, it looks like this area you hadn't noticed before. Um, a lot of the new chambers that you're now seeing as you're walking down this hall seem to have gotten here. Um, when Veyron essentially got back all of his power. Like, his power is tied to what is in this realm. So you notice a few more windows down this area. You look outside to see this beautiful, if not eerie, like, red-hued landscape all around. You actually see some sort of, like, quadrupedic animals are kind of ruffling through the oddly shaped trees, and it just seems like this place is now full of this strange kind of almost alien life but it seems rather peaceful. You go down the hall and find the left he's speaking of, 
and you see these glowing purple bars. And it seems to be essentially what he would have as like a prison almost. And there are two, there are three stalls and one on the left is occupied and one of the right. And you see Gromph on one and Ilganoth on the other next to the bars. And they're both holding hands out towards the people inside. And you realize that in one of them is the short-haired priestess of Lolf, Rain, looking like she's struggling her, her muscles seem to be ten tensed up as she's wearing, like, rag. And you see Gromph holding out his hand. Oh, hey, uh... You here to take over? Or you got shit to do? Yeah, I got one last bitch to kill. Oh, okay. Oh, this is good. My fucking arm's killing me, and uh, I can't keep this dampening field up forever, you know? kind of hoping you were taking over, but yeah, if you're going to take care of this shit, and he just sneers at Rain, and you just hear muttering coming from the right one, and you guys look over and see this large, obese, disgusting, like, half the size of Amducious, since you've seen her last gain even more weight in, like, these, like, tight-fitting rags causing, like, the bloat fill out of the nasty form of the matron of House Fangrel. And Ilganoth is the one keeping her at bay. Ilganoth looks at you and just kind of like closes his eyes and nods properly. And you see him holding his hand in the same fashion as him. And you see that the matron seems to be like struggling to move. And whatever they're doing is kind of it's what you can guess is suppressing their magical abilities. They also look like they've been kicked to shit, too. So it's, it looks like. A few people before you got a couple rounds in on him. Ilganoth, hold her steady for a moment. As you command. And she's in like a cell kind of thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. Can I step into the cell? Uh, Ilganoth reaches over with his other hand and he. You hear a, a, a snap as it pops open for him, and he opens it for you. I'm going to step inside. Okay. Matron, for over 200 years, you treated me like a servant, a slave of sorts. You put me in Sorcerer, allowed me to live, and for that I am grateful. But for nearly, for over 200 years, the only thing I truly learned from Sorcerer was how to sweep a fucking floor. And as I'm saying this, I'm walking behind her. I'm going to draw Shadowfell. I'm going to slice both of her Achilles tendons. Okay. She is kind of stuck in a position, and as you're saying that, you're hearing her, like, almost half pay attention to you as she seems to be doing her own she's you hear her whisper as you're saying that my son oh he's come to rescue me please and then she like screams in pain as you cut her achilles tendons i was never your son to you i was trash just one more piece of waste 
for you to hold under your thumb. And now, this will end for you. Now walk around to her front. And I assume she's in like a kneeling position? Yep. Looking up at me? Um, yeah. Yeah, she'd be about, like, her head would be like chest high on you from where she's standing. That works out well. Take solace in the fact that now you have nothing to rule over and nothing to worry about anymore. And as I'm saying this, I'm going to be gently caressing her cheek. And as I finish my sentence, I'm going to press my thumb against her chin, force her mouth open. I'm going to hold Shadowfell above my head and slowly drive it down her throat. And as the sword's hilt reaches her jaw, I'm going to release the fourth level vampiric touch that is stored within it. And just drain her of everything that she is. So you do all that and you get it wedged in there and then you begin the process and it's almost as if Shadowfell has been hungering for this moment you realize that Shadowfell seems to be taking even more of this life energy than you anticipated it would and before you you see the bloated figure begin to like begin to sink as if all that's being left is like the bones and the like skin on the outside, and you see more shadow fell be released from inside of her as she just kind of almost melts very similarly to a yaklal onto the floor. And as she falls, I will pull shadow fell from her throat and I will use her robes to clean it. And as I step out of the cell, I will turn to Ilganoth. Thank you for your help in this endeavor. With her death and Loth's death, many will be freed, including a few of my people. So thank you. We will continue to serve Veyron and also serve you. Just... Let us know if you need us. And with that, Gromf nods to you, and I'm sorry, Ilganoth nods to you, and then to Gromf, and he leaves the room. Uh, <clears throat> Thrym is going to turn to Gromf and be like, you open the door? With pleasure. And he does the same, like, click, and the bars, like, creak open for you. I'm going to pull out that dagger I just got back from Cuddy. <clears throat> and I'm going to coat it in a poison, but a special poison. And as I'm walking up, I'm going to look at Rain and say, I have something special for you that I've saved. I want you to feel the terror of a child that's been kidnapped and is all of a sudden surrounded by enemies and forced into being a slave. And I'm going to use the enemies abound poison. And I'm just going to stick the dagger into her arm. 
she looks like she's trying to like hold a scream and she holds her mouth shut, but there's just like this yell that's coming from her like closed mouth as the dagger goes in, like tears streaming down her face. I'm just gonna sit there for a few seconds. Like, now you know how it feels. And then, like, just like a lumberjack, just straight up over the top, I'm gonna take thunder. And as it comes up, I'm gonna, you're gonna see the fist tighten and the green flame burst out from it. And I'm gonna hit her in the back of the head and drive her head all the way into the, like, the stone floor and just smash her head into the stone floor as the flame also burns her. I don't need to, you need to jump on top of that description at all. Uh, Nick, you look over at Grump, and you can totally tell he's, like, not even looking at that at all. <laughs> and you see him finally release his hand as his victim is no longer alive, and he, like, shakes his hand. He goes, ah! Jesus, that fucking hurt. Well, uh... We're free. We are free. Yep. I think I think a question you're going to find from a lot of us to you and vice versa is what are you going to do now? I don't know. Probably just going to chill with next. I've uh I'm taking a liking to the forest and wildlife that resides on the surface. A certain serenity within it. I think I'm going to try to make a home on the surface. Somewhere within that wilderness. And I think... I think I know where to go. Well, looks like we have a destination. Well, Ilganoth and I are probably going to go back to the redeemed encampment although we're going to need to figure out some sort of name for it as it seems like we're going to be making a town out of it and starting from there using our army of sorts I was told by Veyron that we should spread the word seems like a lot of settlements are pretty comfortable having drow a little bit, but let's see if we can't get around a little bit. Like, a lot of the army, I don't think, will want to stay here. I mean, it's a whole world out there waiting to explore. Thanks to you guys, you guys have kind of paved a path forward to that. A lot of places, they'll probably not have to worry about going in because of the color of their skin or how rocky their shoulders are, and he winks to you, Thrym. But yeah, don't uh, don't be strangers. Come visit. I'm sure Rungle will want to see you again. Yeah, I was gonna say Rungle lives there, so I'll be around. And while I'm saying that, I'm gonna kick over Rain's corpse. Does she still have her patch? Ah, uh, no, they're wearing rags. Oh, never mind. Then I was gonna tear off the patch and take it as a trophy. Take like a tooth. <laughs> I'll just, I'll take out one of my hand axes and chop off her casting hand. Sure. Key and Cax, you guys are presumably in this chamber still? 
Yeah. You do overhear Veyron and Ryland bickering over using a basic wooden chair for a throne. She's throwing around terms like ridiculous and ungodlike. And you can see he's just like rolling his eyes and kind of just smiling. He's just taking it off the chin and shrugging like, look, he really enjoys these chairs. He, tell her. These were some of the best chairs you could find in the Grand Bazaar on the Plain of Fire. We sat in, the, you know, a good handful of them, you know, six, seven, and these were the comfiest ones we could find. The Grand Bazaar is known to have some of the highest quality things throughout the plains. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I don't really want to take a side here, but have you thought about the fact that it's it's an entire plane of fire with no fucking trees? We didn't see a single fucking tree when we were there. So of course wood is going to be like, oh, it's the best thing ever. There were no trees. No, merchants and vendors go to the plane of fire to sell their goods to other merchants and vendors and travelers that go through there. We were also sold cursed items. What a fucking great place to buy shit. Cursed items and wooden chairs. There's hucksters and tricksters, but our mighty Lord Baron can see through them. Like a window. Really? He didn't help us with the fucking, uh, the, the windy bitch? He wasn't there. Was he not? No, he wasn't. Well, no, no, not when you bought that. I was figuring out what the hell we were going to give the Grand Sultan. Yeah, he was stuck at the hotel with, uh, the greatest kobold of all time. Oh, I don't want to talk about him. Rex, that was his name. You should bring him back here to... To help out with rats. Let's no. ordain Rex as a minister. No, M. Oh, Deuce just can take care of that. He's okay. perfectly able to take care of rats. Have you ever seen a rat in my palace? No, I I'm mean, saying really. if it becomes a problem, you could bring Rex. Oh, no, I won't even entertain that idea. That's a horrible idea. All so I'm with... saying is he could have gone with a better throne. I like the throne. Get it's a better throne. Which one looks the best? It's about comfort. Because he's got to sit there for what? Three, four, five hours straight making decisions, doing things, you know, occasionally standing up to stretch. Why can't you walk? I am going to put the nicest ass grooves in that chair over the course of a hundred years, and it'll be fantastic. Yes, but why don't you get something even nicer to put better ass grooves in? She's comfortable in that one. If you're comfortable in that one, you know, you keep going higher and higher. At some point, you're only paying for the same amount of comfort. Wherever you end up, Cax, tell you what, I, I will find out where you are, and I will deliver a nice, cushy, cushy, comfy throne just for you. How about that? Maybe I don't want a throne. Maybe I want a stool. That's what I'm I mean, saying. You I will explore. get you the most comfortable stool ever, if you like. You have to explore the possibilities. There's... There's so much world out there. You're gonna just be like, "Oh, I want something that's made of wood from somewhere that doesn't have wood." The ass the wants people? what the ass wants, Cax. You know, you word that correctly. It could be a threat. I'm gonna find you wherever you are, and I'm gonna give you the most comfortable seat. <laughs> All right. I'm a god, but I swear to God, I need a nap. I'm gonna go check in with our large friend over here, and he goes and sits cross-legged with Bjorn, and you two just 
they're quietly chatting with each other, and Bjorn, like, takes a massive hand up and, like, pats Veyron on the back, almost as if you were patting a two-year-old comparatively in size. So I guess we are at a close, gentlemen. We're out of close? If you yes, say we so. are. Yeah. So I guess we will move on to... I had to look at Robin for a sec to see if he was blinking. <laughs> I guess in no particular order, um, with whatever time frame you think is necessary, I will have uh, everyone as detailed or as simple as you'd like it to discuss what the next thing is for you what what where do you see yourself in x amount of year or months what your plans are for the future and i think we can put a nice bow on our campaign i should go after next um i guess i'll just go first if no one else is going so i'm gonna be you know just walk riding a horse down a road, walking, no particular rush. It's a black horse, and under the saddle is sort of a rug, sort of draped over the side, so there's two masks of Varen on either side, with the symbol of the church. And I'm just walking up to Mirabar. And I've got a new set of armor. It's a little shinier, it's a little more decorative, not as much, you know, field usage. And I got a cloak over it, with you know, little golden tassels to imply that I'm now the general of Varen's forces with Bjorn's retirement. And I'm just heading towards Mirabar to the church one year later to meet with the Fangs. Uh, jumping in really quick, uh, mainly for a little bit of retcon. As you travel through the streets, Key, uh, you overhear a conversation of a bunch of dwarves sitting at like some outdoor seating in front of a bar. And you hear, overhear them as you're clopping around. They all turn around and go, Hey! And they're all super excited to see you and everything. And they all begin to talk. But they're, like, kind of drunk and they're talking loudly. And one of them tells the story of how a group from Mithril Hall, a large contingent of soldiers, walked through the Evermores, attacked the Drow army from behind... And out of nowhere, a copper-colored dragon swoops in upon Silvery Moon, spraying gouts of poison upon the drow army that had taken over, and how the town, the, the citizens of Silvery Moon banded together, and when they thought they were retreating, they were actually bringing the drow into a trap at which innumerable spellcasters and spell swords poured into the streets decimating the drow army and it had no chance whatsoever with very very little casualties to the defenders of silvery moon as the veterans are now called and continue now that i realized i never talked about that earlier so i'll just be walking through the street waving at the people you know because it's been a while. I still visit the church up in Mirabar semi-regularly, you know, but this is the 
one year later that I told the Fangs to meet me there. So I'm excited to go see the old gang again. So where did I'm sorry, where did you say you were meeting them? I was meeting them at the church. At the church. The so church you I established in Mirabar. This this church is fucking decked out. It's got golden statues in front of it, and it's actually the five party members all in like these like impressive poses and Nyx is holding out Shadowfell. Thrym is like flexing his muscles. Cax is crouched down drawing his bow. Um Cuddy it has his hands on his like waist just grinning. And there's Key with like this like stalwart like he has like he's like searching and holding his shield in the other hand. And there are these beautiful golden statues. Uh, they have spent an obscene amount of money to get this place looking uh, to your standards, Key. Um, and you go inside in these beautiful, large, vaulted ceilings that are now completely finished and look absolutely brand new. Um, and you see sitting in a, in a group are the members of the Fangs of Lolth. Well, X-Fangs of Loth. And you look over and you see Feather jump over a pew and run over and just embrace you in this big hug. I'm gonna hug him back and lift him up. Like a little baby. He is a small bird man. <laughs> the, the rest of them come up to you and they put their hands on your shoulders. Slen walks over. No hard feelings from uh, a while ago. Nah, you're just doing your job. Besides, she's dead now. No one's ordering you around to do anything. But uh, if you're looking for steady work, I happen to know a god or two. Well, we were talking. We've had a long time to walk and chat and think. We can join up, although we were hoping to maybe, you know take orders from you. Nothing like having a, you know, a right, you know, a gang of people, right-hand man. I know you guys get any job done. Well, with you at the front, seems like we got our little family back, huh? He looks at all and you see Jed just like mechanically nod his head and, uh, Salik? Salik? Is that the name? Salik just kind of like, like, has like this like cooing chuckle and you guys enjoy a nice meal uh given to you by the church members they also do a fancy little town hall type setup there as well and is is breadman still there breadman is like the lead janitor of of the church and he 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 looks like he's gained like 15 pounds looks nice and healthy Looks like he's not <laughs> drinking bread or eating bread anymore. I think Ethan was more happy about that than when we beat Lolf. 100%. Bread, <laughs> bread guy was like, if something Listen, happened to bread guy, I'd get like death threats in the mail. I swear to God. You know, I didn't take a naked bath in a public area with Lolf, all right? I did with bread guy. Are we going to use his real name or not? Fuck no. Nope. He's bread man. He's a bread man, and I don't know where the what fucking episode that was on. His name <laughs> is Edwin. 
Edwin. You had notes? Fuck no, I just remember because you guys went on and on and on about hiring Edwin the drunken dwarf to be your janitor. <laughs> and I have fond memories of the Wonder Bread box. Oh man, that was an interesting magic item. I, I do have a question though. Yeah. So the the statues were up to key standards. Yes. Would they be up to Threms? Yes and no. Probably, you you know you could do a way better job, but this is like metalwork, which you're not too familiar with, so you you give them a break. That's fair. Personally, I had asked them to do tax uh, in the thinker position, but uh, <laughs> it ended up not panning out. Nope. All right, who is next? I also think Nick should go before Thrym. Alright, so I guess Nyx is going. Uh, yeah, if Cuddy wants to do his. Depends on where he's at. Okay. Uh, so we're going with like a year? Yeah, or well, however long you want to have uh, some sort of ending or new beginning for Cuddy. <clears throat> um, so after leaving... Abruptly, not staying for the festivities. Um, Cody had some work to do, some very important work. And that was the goal was to find a way to bestow sentience on his fellow construct friends. Um, which surprisingly turned out to be very easy with the help of a goddess. Go figure. Um, but the, the hard part was trying to figure out what he was going to do with them because they all sort of, in one way or another, acted like him. Just with like di slightly different personalities, but they were all a little bit rowdy. All had a penchant for crime. Um, so now he leads a double life. Uh, on the outside, it looks like he's uh, the mayor of like a small town with comings and goings of just constructs all the time. But on the other side, it's it's mostly he's just coming up with with gigs for these guys that some of them are made up, some of them are real. Um, he's just trying to give them something to do because I imagine they're not the most well accepted still. So he's he's just doing his best to keep them entertained. Okay. <laughs> uh, so semi-lucrative, not very lucrative, but he's running a business and it's doing all right. <laughs> and he gets to do his favorite thing, which is petty crime. Yes. Wonderful. Cool. All right, next. All right. So very shortly after killing the matron bidding his farewells to his mother and apparently father <laughs> Nyx is going to ask that Veyron provide a portal um, to the forest outside of Long Saddle um, I assume he will do so mm -hmm. 
Now, is Thrym coming along with Nyx for this portion, or is he doing his own thing? I just I just need to know if, if Thrym is there with him. Uh, at this point, he would be. Okay. So Nyx and Thrym will travel to Longsaddle. The point of putting the portal outside is to not trigger uh, any people. Cax, Cax seems to have a question. <laughs> yes, Cax? Could Cax come with you? Cax can come with. <laughs> I, I imagine Cax is in his favorite spot on Thrym's shoulder. Yeah, Cax has nowhere else to go, so he'd ask to tag along. Okay, yeah, Cax can tag along for as long as he'd like. So we'll head into Long Saddle, and I it, it, Nyx would like to meet up with Archmage Chiriton for a special request. Mm-hmm. And he is going to ask to take charge of Clancy's tower. He wants to use it as a, as, as a home of sorts on the surface, because if I remember correctly, you described the tower as being just outside of town, surrounded by forestry. Yes, sir. Um, so Nyx would, would like to ask permission to take over Clancy's tower. How does the Archmage feel about this? Oh yeah, you you go in, and this is very shortly after all of that happened, and you you go back and see a lot of the uh, wizards there, uh, still looking pretty beat up, um, but everyone's smiling and grateful to see you, and you see the archmage who seems to have a, a interesting like jagged scar across his face now. And in, in the light, it kind of almost makes him look a little more wizened than he already did. Um, and he wholeheartedly uh, is actually seems very uh, excited about you uh, essentially taking up residence in the area. So he is more than happy to uh, bestow that property to you. Um, so next we'll make his way to make make his way to the tower. Presumably with Thrym and Cax following along. And as he goes, he's going to tell them that he's going to be staying here for a while. Uh, taking his time to familiarize himself with the forest and the life up on the surface. And that they are more than welcome to call this place home as well. We'll fast forward several months. Kind of vague on the timeline here. Nix is going to continue. He'll visit Long Settle every once in a while, but studied magic has never truly appealed to him. He prefers to attune to things. And as time has passed, he's grown more powerful as a sorcerer kind of embraced his parentage but also become more in tune with the nature that is around him and in a more meta sense he will have taken several levels a few more levels in sorcerer and a couple of levels in druid as he has learned to attune to the natural magics that flow within nature During his time, he 
will have spent probably about two months going around the property that is around the tower using the Druid Grove spell to protect it against potential invaders because Nick still has a fair amount of paranoia. In doing so, the grounds around the tower become encased in a swirling fog, writhing vines, and semi-sentient treants that walk the grounds, guarding it. However, Cax and Thrym, anytime they visit, will see nothing more than light wisps of clouds, sparkling green orbs floating in the air, and flower beds along the ground, the treants ignoring their presence as they do their patrol. On more than one occasion, when one of them comes to visit, Nyx will call out to them from the top of the tower, and to greet them will fly down as he has earned a pair of ethereal black feathered wings that seem to creep what looks like gray clouds seeping out from between the feathers. He never really seems to put these wings away. That's about all Nyx has. Jackson Thrym. Okie dokie. So, before we leave the thing to go on our way, Thrym's gonna hand two things to Veyron. Well, three things in total. Uh, one is gonna be a Minotaur horn. Oh. And the dagger that has his name carved into the hilt. And the other is gonna be a foot of a tail of a fire salamander. <laughs> and he's gonna look at Veyron and he's like if possible could you get these made into drinking horns and for in the minotaur horn and dagger he's like could you make this the handle of this one and the minotaur horn he wants delivered to Cuddy and the salamander tail he wants delivered to uh, Key <laughs> Okay. He promises you that the finest artisans will work on the drinking horn. And very swiftly, he will have his shades uh, deliver uh, the items to their new owners. And uh, if you look at the tail very carefully, he has carved Thrym also into the tail. Nice. And then after we do all the stuff with the Archmage and whatnot, Frem's gonna take some time and go to uh, Granite Hollow to talk to Jesna mm. to try and unlock some of his inner magic that she told him he had because of his size. Yeah. But he's also gonna, like, spar with Zog. Yes. And his brother and what brothers and whatnot mm -hmm. to get better at fighting and things like that. And then he will also take some time and not really study at the college so much as watch the mages at the college to see if he can learn some new tricks 
And also while he's there, <laughs> he's going to, when he sees Cax, he's going to hand him a drinking horn also with Thrym carved in it that is probably bigger than Cax. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a mammoth tusk. But yeah, so uh, uh, meta-wise, he's going to take a few more levels in fighter and a couple more levels in barbarian to basically top himself off. Learn some new spells, learn some extra fighting tricks. And then, yeah, he's just going to spend his time chilling around with Nyx and Cax. Awesome. Cax. So, before leaving Varen's realm with Nyx and Thrym, uh, Cax is going to ask Varen if he was able to find out any information on his previous gang and where they might be or if they are even still a cohesive unit. I was told this is all someone told someone, someone told someone, someone told someone, and then someone told me. So take it as it is. But there seemed to have been a traveling bugbear. A merchant. And he was in need of some sort of security because he kept getting screwed over and last I heard some sort of group of humanoid monsters as some would call them, no offense uh, ganged up and rather than take pot shots at caravans are actually helping this bugbear with his travels and sails so if you can find this bugbear, you may find some of your allies. Or I could just stay the hell away from him, which was the original plan. No. Turn a new leaf. <clears throat> you can. Uh, here, uh, Cax is going to dig through his bag real quick and find the uh, replica cube of Realmbreaker and give it to... Varen and say while it might not be the original it is something not only to remember Thrym by but also me because Thrym made it for me and now I'm giving it to you so keep it safe now I'm pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure Ryland's gonna call it a little tacky but I'm thinking of something along that wall with my little trophies and little Heirlooms. What do you think? I'm not an interior decorator. You've seen my shop back in Neverwinter, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you haven't. Wasn't great. <laughs> we gotta we gotta start fresh. I'm thinking burn that one down, start somewhere else. But maybe I don't burn it down. I just leave it standing for someone else to take. Cause apparently they sell mean possum kebabs still. Hmm. You know, you talk about that a lot, but I haven't had the pleasure. They are delicious. If you like possums. If you don't like possums, they're alright. And he... 
you look over and there's some sort of like bag on the floor and he picks it up and hands it to you and you open it up and there has to be over 200 like grape sized diamonds inside. Well, here's the capital. I think you might need to get it all started. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna... I'm gonna figure something out, I guess. Great, I'll make sure to stop by at some point and see how things are going for you. Uh, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> I'm gonna hop up on Thrum's shoulder and ride with them out. He just he just smiles ear to ear as you scamper off. <laughs> we will travel out to Long Saddle, um, where Cax will probably spend the first couple weeks uh, hanging around with Nyx in the uh, tower before making his trek into Long Saddle again to speak with the Archmage about opening a quick portal to Neverwinter so he can speak with uh, Brider Jiritan where <clears throat> he tries to strike up a deal with the proprietor to still relay him information but instead of from within Neverwinter to expanding more and basing himself out of Long Saddle that way he can still be close to his friends um He'll propose the idea of opening up a shop in Long Saddle and a potential second location within Long Saddle as an inn where you can overhear the talkings of the citizens of Long Saddle, any travelers that might be coming through, and also find out what people are buying as they're leaving and entering Long Saddle to try to figure out what kind of jobs they might be gearing up for or what kind of loot they were selling or they were selling. With the capital provided by Baron, it would be at no cost to um, to Briar uh, Juritan, except losing Cax in Neverwinter. With that, Cax would travel back to Long Saddle and try to locate the owner of the current uh, tavern there and buy the tavern out from. The current owner and add an expansion onto it right right on that building to have a shop where he provides um he has shipped in some or some armaments from mirabar uh as well as general goods that just kind of run through the shop you know basic supplies for anyone traveling even foodstuffs as like a general merchant there as well, um, but gearing more towards adventurers. Cax would then also put up a small help wanted board for employees to help run the tavern, um, people that any jobs that might need to be done. That way, Long Saddle can be safe while also providing. Uh, jobs to people, which he would relay to Proprietor Churton if particular ones seemed a little fishy, or as more people moved through anything that like stood out to him. And Cax would then spend the next few months uh, 
hanging out in his tavern, trying to overhear conversations, and reaching out to Proprietor Juritan, uh, saying, there's this weird lone traveling bard that keeps coming through, a tiefling, like the guy that works at your, uh, the, the lectern. Just a, just a kind of a weird dude, but otherwise, nothing really to report. A few things coming through, shipments that seem out of place, but, you know, nothing really yet, as three, four, and five months pass. Um, occasionally trying to bother Nyx with little odd jobs that seem fun, but Nyx can't really be swayed from his studies, as it would seem within the tower. No, Nyx would probably join you. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. And Thrym's going to totally be hanging around your bar. It's always well, sunny. Go. It's always sunny in Long Saddles. <laughs> in Amazon <laughs> next week. <laughs> Does that mean yeah, that is Danny DeVito? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, Nyx, Nyx would uh, jump on the opportunity to uh, explore the surface. You yeah. Know? So occasionally occasionally keeping some of those jobs to himself to be able to just go out on a few day trip with his friends. Nice. Well, I, th I think it should be worth noting that if any of the Cuddybots see any of you, they're going to be pretty excited. But if they happen to see Nyx in their travels, they're going to totally fangirl and just like freak freaking lose their fucking minds. Which they are welcome to do, but after about six or seven months when he has reached this point, Nyx is probably just going to fly away from them. They're persistent. They can be they persistent. Chase after him on the fly ground. Away. <laughs> I also think it's worth noting that uh, a kobold answered your ad. He somehow got sucked out of the fire plane. And Rex wants to work for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is this canon, DM? No. Am I gonna have to hire a, nope. or hide a murder? Okay, Damn no. it! <laughs> but you know, yeah, Thrym, Cax... Thrym in his free time will totally be a bartender for you. So yeah, Cax opens up a or buys out the uh, the tavern with most of the capital from Vagrant, I'd imagine, uh, nice. and builds a a small store, awesome. hiring uh, locals from Long Saddle to help run it. Um, it probably doesn't turn a huge profit. It's enough to, because he's not really in it for the money so much as the information and just giving himself and his friends a place to find some jobs. But he does have an archery range in the back of his shop. And he did buy a wooden bowl that wasn't cracked to have on the shelf. Hey. Finally. Finally. That's adorable. But he's still on the look for a fucking enchanter. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably every few weeks, uh, Cax will make trips out to uh, Mirabar, Tribor, and uh, uh, Neverwinter just to reach out to prospective people there, find out a little, a little bit more information, go up and see Key at his church, still denying the fact that Baron's the one true god. 
just just to get under his skin. <laughs> and yeah, that's what Cax has been up to the last few months. So, set setting of this, an undetermined and unspecified time period within the ethereal sea. Or the ethereal plane. What the fuck is the ethereal sea from? Lobster that attacked us? Yeah. There is one other thing I wanted Cax to do, actually. What do you want? Hold on, go ahead, go. Cax did want to try to track someone down anywhere in his travels. Actually, he'd probably go to Silvery Moon for this. Um, <clears throat> and talk to a powerful mage about creating a small uh, orb that contains to explain it he's trying to create an atmosphere inside of a sealed glass orb so he wants to create a replica of an atmosphere to which he describes to be a boundless or like a boundless ocean inside this ball to where he travels up to Mirabar to try to find Globert <laughs> in the river. And if he can successfully find Globert, he wants to reintroduce Globert to this this orb that like would be Globert's natural like home planet and give it to Nyx. Discreetly. But if that's something he can't do, then that's something he cannot do. You can and you can't, because when you go to do that, you're going to realize that the water that Nyx released Globert into now has, from your count, at least like seven dozen weird-looking, glowing snails in it. He's going to take one and put it in the... <laughs> put it in the, in the... Basically in the... In I just the, imagine you're going, no... No, <laughs> just throwing no. them on the grass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, he'll he'll take one and put it in what's essentially a sealed fish bowl and bring it back to Nyx. Cool. Actually, there's one thing Thrym wanted to do too. Oh my god, we're gonna be here all fucking night. Uh, he wanted to take that ash that he held in that little cylinder. Yeah. And put it up near his like in his room, and every morning. Or carry it with him whenever he went somewhere, and every morning when he woke up, he wanted to look and see if that ash was still there. Mm -hmm. Just to see if Loth was still dead. Sure, yeah, no, every single morning, just as a big habit, you look over and it's still just the ashes of a fallen goddess. So in the ethereal plane, somewhere, non-distinct, a pair of eyes opens up. And it, imagine like a scene here where it zooms out slowly. And a feminine drow face bursts open as if taking a first breath. And a nude, human-formed queen of the spiders begins to drift in a nameless direction. But then a dot of white begins to streak across the ethereal plane and matches her speed. A little speck of white. And suddenly that speck of white flashes 
into a man wearing white. And he looks over and cocks his head. Oh, you found a loophole, didn't you? Oh, no, no, we can't have this, can we? He snaps his fingers and she slams her body into some sort of blue barrier that she had seen once before. She throws her hands out as if to cast something at him and nothing comes out. And he just covers his mouth and says, oops. A strange rock appears underneath her, giving her a place to land her feet. Oh, no, no, you won't be bothering that realm anymore. You may have convinced them you're coming back or you're dead or whatever the hell have you, but, you know, I could use a new pet. You're going to stay here right in this little bubble. Oh, don't worry, and you... Lolf begins to bang her hands on the bubble and shouting, but Lacutus can't hear her. Now, I don't want you to be bored to death here in your new little home. We'll make it a little more lively for you. Suddenly, from behind Lolf, hey! Lolf turns around, and there is this creepy little kobold grinning at her. Oh, we get naked? Is that what we're doing? And he begins to rip off all of his clothes. He goes, and he just like splays out with his little dongle hanging out. Yeah, I'm doing it too! Hey, my name's Rex. How you doing? She turns around and begins to bang more violently on the ball as we fade to black. Lacutus grinning ear to ear. And that will conclude our campaign of the Matters of the Gods. Put a pin in it, it's done! <sighs> Woo! Uh, I was driving her coming back, and I was like, Matters of the Gods, Shippuden, here we come. <laughs> oh, shit. Love that her final torture, she's trapped in a bubble with Rex. With fucking Rex. I think you <laughs> Dude, guys would anybody's get the best torture. fucking kick. Yeah. That's anybody's torture and Rex's heaven. <laughs> like...